podcast where I talk about whatever the hell I want. So my name is Caroline. I'm a recent college grad from the University of Rhode Island. Go Rams. Whoop whoop. Um, I'm from upstate New York and I decided to start this podcast because I love listening to podcasts, especially while I'm driving in the car. Uh, I think that they're funny. I think they're inspiring. They're pretty, you know, uplifting. Some of my favorite podcasts are Girls Gotta Eat and, of course, Call Her Daddy because I am a Call Her Daddy girl. Um, but, yeah, so I just started this podcast because I wanted to talk about whatever I wanted to in an unfiltered way. So this week's topic is going to be college graduates and college students and the coronavirus and how this has been affecting us because I know that there's been a range of emotions and everyone has those emotions that they want to share. So, um, special treat for the first episode, I've brought along my roommate and one of my best friends, Lauren. Um, we met, actually, senior year of high school through the, the Facebook group through our school, and we've been friends ever since, and we've now been roommates for two years. So, Lauren, if you want to introduce yourself and talk about yourself a little bit. Hi, everyone. So, I'm Lauren. I'm from New York. Um, I go to URI as well. I'm a pharmacy student here. And I'm just kind of here today to talk to everybody about coronavirus from a pharmacy perspective as well. So, yeah, Lauren's, as she said, she's a pharmacy student. She's the smartest person that I know, definitely. Um, And she's going to talk about her experience with the coronavirus and how it's affected her. Um, And I'm going to share my perspectives as well. Uh, so moving on, the social media for this podcast I haven't quite gotten to yet, and I am in the process of developing an Instagram account where I'll be posting announcements, and once I get on a regular schedule with uh, recording episodes, it will be available to everyone and anyone. So I wanted to start out the episode with a quote of the week. Um, this is going to be something that I do every single week. And I think that this quote is really fitting to what's going on in the world right now. So it's also one of my favorite quotes. It's, um, everything happens for a reason, and it's actually Marilyn Monroe who said it. And, um, I just think that it's a great quote to really summarize what has been going on in our lives. Especially, you know, being home over spring break and finding out about the coronavirus. And, um, yeah, it's just everything happens for a reason, and everything's a process, and, that's just how you have to look at look at things. I don't know if you had anything you wanted to say about that, Lauren. Yeah, I mean, just, like, going forward, like, eventually things will get better, and there is some underlying reason for everything going on, and it kind of is bringing, like, a lot of important lessons and opening a lot of people's eyes about different things going on. Um, so I think that it's a great quote for the first episode. Perfect. Love it. Love you, Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) Everything happens for a reason is literally like my go-to quote and I use it as justification for like almost everything that I do in my life and all my friends and family know that. Um, So next we're going to talk about just like what's going on in our lives currently and a little funny story that happened this week. Um, It actually resulted in an injury. So last night Lauren and I had gone to go pick up dinner with our friend, and we came back, and our apartment was locked, and neither of us had our keys, and so um, I had scaled the side of our balcony at the beginning of the school year, actually, because we got locked out, and I don't know, somehow I was intoxicated, we had come back from the bar, I was able to do it, no problem, so this time I went to go do the same thing, and I jumped down, and I landed on mulch, and I landed, like, on my arm with my hand spread out, and I sprained my wrist, um, Yeah, it was really funny, but also really unfortunate, because now I have a splint on my wrist that I have to wear for the next week. Um, It was funny to watch. I'm sure that Lauren enjoyed it, but also at the same time, she was like, what the hell is is this girl doing? It was just great, because, you know, you did this successfully, very successfully, when you were intoxicated, and now that you had to do it sober, of course, you ended up getting injured the one time you did it, and actually probably knew what you were doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that's that's the funny story of the week. Um, other than that, we were just finishing up our final exams. Um, Mother's Day was this weekend. Mother's Day was yesterday. Go moms! Woo! Yeah, love we love we love you, moms. Um, I got to see my parents a couple days ago, and it was really nice. It's actually like the first Mother's Day that I haven't like spent with my mom. I think. Yeah. In a really probably. long time. Yeah. Since we're here now finishing up um, finals and everything, just waiting for our lease to end next week, so we're enjoying it while we can since we are paying for it, Um, and just spending one last time all together. Um, 
and yeah, besides all of this going on, once I'm finally out of here, I'll be back in New York working at a community pharmacy out in the trenches during COVID-19. <laughs> really exciting stuff. You're a warrior. <laughs> You're a warrior. Remember, not all heroes wear capes. I almost said cakes because I was thinking of the cake. I bought <laughs> I bought a cake the other night that said not all heroes wear capes, and it had a um, mask on it, and it was it was really funny. But so uh, yeah, as, as Lauren said, we're just finishing up our finals before we we leave, and it's really sad because I'm a graduate officially. I'm now getting alumni emails, and you bet your bottom dollar, I'm not donating any money to this school because I'm not getting my commencement. I'm getting freaking virtual commencement next weekend, which Lauren will be here for. But we're getting our grades back. We're just moving on, letting life happen as it goes. Um, so we wanted to touch a little bit on the pop culture that's that's popping this week because there's nothing nothing other than coronavirus has been spread across the news. But Gigi Hadid is pregnant, and Zayn Malik is the father. I mean, I know there was that little situation with Tyler Cameron, but I'm pretty sure he addressed it and said that he wasn't. Um, but you know, I I'm pretty certain it's Zayn. I mean, I feel like. I hope that it would be Zayn, considering they're back together now. It was kind of like when everyone accused Kylie's baby of being, like, her security guard's baby. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it didn't look like him. But, I mean, that's really cool, and I'm really excited for them. And um, oh, yeah. Gigi Hadid is definitely, like, one of my favorite supermodels. Like, I think that she might be a little bit too, you know, caught up in the game of being a supermodel. And she comes off kind of as an ingenuine person, but, I mean, I watched her when her mom was on um, (laughs) The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and, like, she just seemed like a really sweet kid, and, like, she really wanted to pursue sports, but her mom wanted her to pursue modeling, but I think in the end it worked out for her. I think she's really cute, and, like, she and Bella are both, like, beautiful. Like, I want to look like Bella, because Bella has dark hair, and, like, Gigi is the very, like, all-American girl look, Mm -hmm. but Bella is that, like exotic, like, European kind of look, because their parents are, her mom's Dutch, and I forget what her dad is, but they're, like, a very good mix, and her mom is, like, beautiful, and she's gorgeous, oh my god, but that baby is gonna be so cute, oh yeah, 100%. it's gonna have great parents, and grandparents, and it's just gonna be a happy, a happy little baby, Hopefully they're, oh, I don't know, is she having a son or a daughter? She's having a girl, I think. A girl? Oh, she's going to be like a mini She's going to be a model. same stuff. She's going to be a model. She's going to be famous. I wonder, do you think that she would force her, not force, because that's a really strong word, but I, like, I think that Gigi's mom just, like, really, really encouraged her to go into modeling because she just had, like, the look. Like, she had been modeling for guests since she was literally a baby. I feel like she'll kind of just get thrown into the spotlight just because her parents are two, like, very famous people. Yeah. But I feel like she could definitely use that to her advantage once she gets older and do a lot of things with it in order to get famous and have a great life set out for her. She'll either be a model or maybe she'll be a rock star like her Oh, my God, yeah. That's so cute. It could be a triple threat. Yeah, also just a side note, I'm recording this on my computer microphone, so the quality might not be the best, but, um, you know. We're working on it. We're we're, we're working on it a little bit. Trial and error. Yeah. I was going to record with headphones, but then that wouldn't have really worked for the both of us. Yeah. It's trial and error. Everything happens for a reason. (laughs) Thank you, Marilyn. Um, and then the last thing that I wanted to talk about before we get into the juicy stuff is um, the article or book of the week, because especially during the coronavirus, I think that people are spending a lot more time on their phones and like the internet, like just playing games. And like, I think that it is important to keep your brain sharp through reading. And I, like, I personally really enjoy reading. Oh my God, my parents are going to kill me because I said I personally, because it's improper grammar. You're just supposed to say I or personally. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I just really enjoy reading. And so the book of the week is when life gives you Lululemons. I actually just had to write a report on it. It wasn't a book report, but it was like, um, an analysis of the story in terms of, like, the rhetoric used in it and how it correlates with, like, Burke. If you study rhetoric or you're a communications major, you know all about this, but um, Burke is a 
rhetorician or whatever you want to say, and he has, like, different moments of the drama, and so we had to talk about it. I got 100 on the book report, um, for the, like, paper, like, weird flex, but, (laughs) so, like, I'm just saying, it's a really good book, um, it's actually supposed to be, like, a sequel, kind of following the Devil Wears Prada, because the, one of the main characters, Emily, everyone knows Miranda Priestley's number one assistant, she is featured in the book, and, um, so it's, like, basically just a little background on it. So she's kind of, like, a publicist, like, PR person out in L.A., and she gets a call from, like, one of her friends that this kid needed some publicity management, and she goes out to New York City, and he, like, ended up not hiring her. Um, oh, that's such a spoiler alert. But then she spends some time out in um, the, out on the East Coast, and she reunites with one of her friends, who she had met at summer camp, and then there's a little twist in in there with um, her friend's friend, who she went to school with in um, Paris. Her friend's name is Carolina, ironically. Um, there's a lot of, like, juicy stuff that happens, but, it like, the book mainly focuses on how, like, we're so fixated as a society on, like, material goods and, like, your image. And it was very interesting to read through, like, that lens of, like, what I was writing the paper on. So definitely pick that book up. It's really, really good. I can't recommend it enough. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Lauren, have you read any interesting books or seen anything interesting? No, I mean, I feel like I've kind of just been spending a lot of my time on TikTok. I mean, I downloaded this actually kind of cool app the other day. Um, it's called Elevate. So each day, like, you have to pay for it, but, like... There's a free version of it, so you get, like, training every day, and there's, like, oh, different like, things. it, like, supposed to sharpen your mind? Yeah, I so there's, like, like different things you could do, like, writing, speaking, reading, and math, and then, like, it helps you just kind of with all of your different um, aspects of, like, just kind of staying on top of Keeping things. Keeping yourself sharp. Yeah. yeah, and it, like, does a lot of cool stuff. Um, if you pay for it, I think you could do, like, unlimited training each day, but I'm kind of broke, so I just do three each day, and it's kind of fun to do. Um that's cool, though. I think that's, like, a very different thing oh, yeah. than what I'm doing. Because, like, some people really just don't like reading, and I totally understand that. But I really enjoy reading. I just – I like holding a physical book, though. I cannot read stuff from, oh, yeah, like – Like, when professors post readings online on our, like, class page or whatever, I just, like – I physically can't, like – I hate it. I need, like, a physical book in my hand – because I like to write on stuff, and I like to mark stuff up, because I'm kind of a weirdo, but... No, I feel that. And, like, audiobooks, like, I can't do audiobooks. Like, I just start zoning out and, like, not paying attention to it, and then I'm like, wait, what did they just say? I missed this whole part. And yeah. And have to, like, rewind it all. It's kind of like zoning out while you're reading, and then you're like, oh, I just read ten pages of a book, but I have no idea what's going on in the book. I have a bad habit of doing that. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to move on and talk about our topic of the week, which I mentioned was the coronavirus as a college student. Um, And so we kind of have two different perspectives that we're going to talk about this from. And um, so obviously I am a, like, college grad. I'm fresh out of college. Like, this completely threw my life for a 360 degree turn like there was no sense of what I was supposed to do um I just completely like lost lost myself on the railroad tracks like I have no idea what I'm doing post-grad now because the job field is not as like the the demand and like the hiring for jobs is not as much as it was or as great as it was like back before coronavirus obviously like I've had a lot of like missed job opportunities now because of it and a lot of my connections are like yeah we're not really hiring um we're just kind of like in limbo because a lot of people are getting laid off and um I mean like the benefits of that have have been good for some people um for example like I have been able to receive unemployment benefits because I'm a state essential employee Um, I might get into that with another episode, but just for, like, privacy reasons, I don't really want to give out too much information, but I'm, I'm an essential employee, so I'm getting unemployment benefits, and, like, it's been great for me, but it's also, like, school-wise, it's really changed everything, and I had to go 
from, like, being in a classroom and interacting, and that's, like, what the whole communications major is about, and it's just, like, interacting with other people and, like, understanding how to communicate with people and not having that face-to-face contact, I think, really affected my learning, um, and I wasn't able to have as, like, the depth of learning that I necessarily wanted to this semester, which is unfortunate, but also it made my classes really easy because a lot of professors just, like, they just took took assignments away that we were supposed to do. Um, my theater class, so I was taking Theater 100 as a senior because it was my last gen ed that I had to complete, and it literally went from being, like, it was supposed to be this super complicated operation, and then it was just, like, nothing. Like, there was, like, one assignment that we had to do, and like, a final exam, and it, like, I got an A in the class, like, it just, there was nothing that it had to do, so, like, That's Lauren so crazy. talked like, about, yeah, so when she I talked about it. took Theater 100, like, when I was a freshman, or when we were both freshmen, so it was really different, um, granted, you did do a different aspect of it, you did, like, costume and design, and I did, um, acting, so for me, it was really different in the sense that I, um, did have, like, that experience to be able to talk to people and, like, actually perform for the audience, um, so I was able to, like, do that completely, but for me, even, like, being in pharmacy school, like, it's kind of hard, because everything we're learning, like, obviously, when I graduate, I'm going to need to know what I'm doing and, like, how to do everything, but, like, now that it's all online, so, like, all my lectures and all my exams were online, obviously, so for me, it's just kind of like, all right, well, if I have my notes during the exam, like, do I really need to study for it, which, like, I still studied a little bit, but not as much as, like, I did prior, obviously, and yeah. it just kind of sucks, because now once I graduate and I have to take, like, my licensing exam, I'm going to be, like, relearning all this stuff and, like, not knowing it as well as I did, so I'm going to probably spend this summer, I know this sounds super nerdy, but I'm probably going to, like, review a lot of the notes I had this semester and kind of, like, just keep myself on top of things, so that way by the time it comes for me to take my licensing exam, I'm not, like, completely in the dark as if I never learned it. Um, Yeah, I totally agree with you, and, like, I think that it just varies from, like, major to major. It's so different for everyone. Um, My younger sister, her major is, I think she's marketing, Her classes, like, didn't really change that much. They just started doing the Zoom meetings, which I only had to do Zoom meetings for one class, and it was just once a week, which I really enjoyed because it was one of my smaller classes, and um, that professor was really great, and I really liked him, but, like, just having that interaction was nice for me, but for, like, my little sister, she had to get up every single morning and attend her, like, 9 and 10 a.m. classes, and then she would go back to sleep, but, like... I just had assignments due every couple weeks, kind of, like, I had a very relaxed approach to it, and as it is within my major, we don't really have a lot of exams, which is nice, um, but... but that makes sense, because, like, I feel like, how could they test you on the communication? Like, it's more, like, papers and, like, speeches, presentations, Yeah, yeah, it's a lot more, like, principal stuff that you either, like, get it or you don't, and, like, the... Um, there's three, like, core classes for the communications major that you're required to take, Um, it's rhetorical theory, communication theory, and then research methods in communication, and those all have, like, exams, and those are definitely more on the, like, complex side of our major, like, they're, they're kind of confusing, and it's sort of like an either you get it or you don't, or you're me and you look at it, and you just look at it so in-depth that you confuse yourself, um, but, like, I only had one of those classes this semester, and it was my research methods class, and, like, it was already online from the beginning of the semester, so it was super easy to just, like, transition, because I knew when everything was due, but, um, my other classes, like, professors just took, like, assignments away, or they would alter them and make stuff easier, so, I mean, like, I got pretty good grades this semester, I'd say I got, like, almost A's and B's, like, you did pretty well, too. I, like, I mean... Honestly, if I didn't, if the semester didn't go online, I think that my grades would have definitely not as been as good as they were. Like, I actually started out the semester doing, like, pretty good in, like, almost every single class. Like, had A's pretty much in every single class. But then, like, as things got more intense, I felt like if I had to take these exams in person, like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, this would not end well. So it kind of worked out in my favor because the semester kind of, like, helped boost my GPA a lot. Um, But even, too, like, outside of school, like... My life, obviously, has just been really different. Like, I mean, 
from something just as simple as, like, every month going for my Brazilian, like, now I'm just, like, what do I do? Like, I'm gonna have to teach myself how to do this myself, and, like, I get my, like, eyebrows electrolysis, and, like, I haven't been able to do that, so thank God I'm, like, towards the end of my treatments, but, like, it's hard, because I'm not allowed to tweeze or wax or, like, do anything, so I kind of just have to keep, like, trimming my eyebrows so that way they don't get bad, and, like, it's just been crazy, too, with, like, besides, like, school. We really just, like, I think take a lot of that stuff for granted, like, obviously, having the luxury for me to go and get my nails done, or get my eyebrows done, like, get my hair cut, is, like, a luxury that I expense, Yeah. but it's something that, like, I do to treat myself, because, like, I work for my own money, like, my parents don't pay for anything, like, I get my nails done every month, because I work, and that's what I want to do, and I get my eyebrows done, because I am a a dark-haired gal, but I've been having to do them, (laughs) And my sisters, every time that I see them, they both look at me and they're like, have you been doing your eyebrows? Because there's, like, bald patches in my eyebrows. It's <laughs> it's just not really, like, a cute look, but it really makes you appreciate, like, the little things in life kind of like that. And, it yeah. like, I didn't ever think that I would miss getting my eyebrows done and miss getting my nails done so much. But it has been good because I, like, haven't had like, the dip nail polish, like, the ANC or whatever for, like, I don't even know, like, two, three months now, and I've been just, like, painting my own nails and letting them, like, grow and, like, harden on their own, and, I mean, they look pretty good, Yeah. if I do say so myself, and, like, I usually bite my nails if there's nothing on them, but... No, I know, I've been getting gel, like, routinely ever since I was in, like, high school, and this is, like, the longest I've gone without getting my nails done, so, like, cutting my own nails even, and, like, I haven't tried painting them. I mean, that might be something I'll do later, honestly, but I haven't really, like, ever done my own nails, so I guess it's a nice skill I'm, like, learning from all of this, but it's just... It's just, like, put everything into perspective, though, and, like, really given me an appreciation. It's just given me an appreciation for, like, certain things that I can and cannot do. Um, Like, when I'm at home, I'm from upstate New York, and when I'm at home, I have a lot more space to, like, roam and, like get out of my house and do stuff, uh, versus Lauren, who is, like, just confined to your, your apartment, pretty much, because she lives in the city. Totally different. And it's, like, like, I can go out and go for a walk or go for a run and get out of my house and do stuff, but it's not as, as crazy as it is near you. But I still have to wear, like, in New York, like, we still have to wear masks everywhere, so I have an N95 mask, shout out dad, (laughs) that I've been wearing, (laughs) Um, which has been really nice, but it just has made me, like, overall really, like, germ-freaky, kind of. Like, we went to the grocery store a couple days ago, and I've never really been a germaphobe, but I'm like, wipe down the cart, like, I don't want to touch this, like, this is gross. Yeah, no, I totally feel that. Like, I personally, like, even so working in a pharmacy is, like, so different now, Um, because before it was just, like, you could communicate with people normally from behind, like, the counter and from inside of the pharmacy, but at the store I work at in New York, they put up, um, like, these plastic shower curtain-looking things to, um, act as, like, an extra barrier between you and, like, all the patients coming in, and then when we come into all of our shifts, we have to get, like, our temperature checked, and it has to be, like, below a certain number for us to be able to work, and, like, every week we get new N95s to wear, which has been nice, um, and then we always have to wear gloves when we're in the pharmacy, but even, like, the N95s, like, yeah, they're really helpful, but... We got, like, these other ones, and they literally took the skin off of my nose after I had it on for an hour. So I've been having to put a Band-Aid over my nose, so that way I can even just not completely destroy my face. But it's just been, like, so different. And, like, even, like, interacting with people is so different. Like, trying to ring people out when you have, like, a table separating you from them. And just, it's been so different here. Like It's kind of weird. You sort of feel like you're in an apocalypse. Yeah. Because I go out to, like go to the store or something and I have my mask on and like I don't wear gloves when I go out just because like I see people with gloves and I like understand it but people don't really they're not using them effectively as they should be oh, like it's they pointless. wear they wear them and then they like and touch, they every, touch something else. yeah they touch everything with it and then they're like they th- they're just Essentially, yeah. like, they're keeping their hands clean, but they're not so, keeping like, the stuff that they're you doing. You put on your gloves, right? You go into the supermarket, you haven't touched anything. You put, you grab stuff with the gloves on, put them into your cart, right? You get out of your, out of the supermarket, you go home, your gloves are off now, and then you're touching it with the exact same 
with your hands after you already took the gloves off and your gloves touched the things, but now you're touching it and then it's going onto your actual hands now. So realistically, you'd have to be changing your gloves like every like few minutes mm-hmm. when you're using them out in public because otherwise it kind of just defeats the purpose. Like, I mean, I get that it is really helpful, but at that rate, you'd be going through, like, a box of gloves every day. And then it's, like, you see people driving around, like, especially in my town, people are driving around with their masks on in the car, and it's, like, what are you even doing? Yeah, like, why and do you, do you like, that? touch the mask, then you're putting whatever was on your hands on the mask. Exactly. And then you're breathing that in. So it's just kind of, like, really hard. Like, all these extra preventative measures are definitely helpful, but, like, Unless we were all stuck in hazmat suits, so we're not really getting as much protection as we could be getting. It's just, like, it's just so weird traveling in, like, groups of people, too, to go do stuff. Because a couple days ago, we went, um, me and Lauren and then two of our friends who, like, live with us had gone to the liquor store to go get some, we wanted, like, white claws or something. We all went in with our masks on, and we're kind of, like, standing in a corner figuring out, like, what we wanted to get. And the store owner or manager, I don't know who he is, he came over and he was like, you guys can't be, like, remember practice social distancing. And I looked at him and I was like, oh, we all live together. And he was like, I can't prove that to the police if they come in here and, like, they're going to shut me down. And it just really, like, raised to my attention kind of the, like, not ignorance, but sort of the, like, inaccurate information that people are following and, like, the procedures that they're following because... My friends and I who live together standing in a corner with each other when we've been exchanging, like, like germs and whatnot because we all live in the same household, like, that's not the same as me meeting my friend who lives across town and going and doing something together. Like, it's – people are – there's just so many different perspectives that people are taking and, like, approaches that they have on this, and it's just – a lot of, like, misinformation and, like, manipulation of, like, the media, too, and I don't want to get too, like, political or anything, but just people are, like, taking what the media says, and they're just believing every ounce and every single word that is coming out of their mouth, like, they could, the whole, like, wasn't there something a couple weeks ago that, like, people, people were either joking about it or, like, Trump had made some like, oh, illusions, like, he, like, drinking bleach or something, Yeah. and I kept, then I kept seeing all over Twitter, seriously. like, like, please do not drink bleach, like, yeah. like, like, I hope that you would know that, like, just from living, like, obviously, when you look at bleach, there's a huge thing, like, do not inhale and consume, like, I would hope that people would know these things, but, you know, there are a lot of people that don't know these things and, like, take things, like, literally and just take it, like, as, like, an actual statement, and, I mean, honestly, like, I know everything, like, sucks with coronavirus right now, but, like, there are some, like, positive things, I mean, like, for people in the medical field, at least, like, in terms of new jobs and stuff, like, CBS announced, like, last month or the month before that they were going to be hiring, like, a lot of people um, for, like, deliveries, for prescriptions, and, like, their needs that they need to get at, like, CBS, which is helping, like, to open up, like, so people could get jobs, but it does kind of suck, like, for everybody else, and, like, it is kind of nice that, like, I do work in a situation where I still do have a job, and I am really thankful for that, like, that I could still be employed during all of this, even though it is really scary to be employed with it, because, you know, everything going on, like, the amount of people I come into contact with who have coronavirus, like, I had a lady come into CVS once, and she was like, oh, I'm here to pick up my medication, and I was like, oh, it's not ready yet, um, and she was like, yeah, I got tested for coronavirus, like, three days ago, and I was like, did they tell you your results yet, and she was like, no, and I was like, oh, well, we can't fill this for you unless it was, like, a confirmed positive test, but even then, I was like, why are you here, like, she was standing with, like, somebody else who was with her, and I was like, honestly, why did you come in, like, you should be at home, send the other person to check for you, or just call, like, you didn't need to come into the store, so then after that, I was like, all right, time to Purell everything and clean off my whole area, because it was just, like, a potential case, like, coming in, like, definitely. Yeah, people are just being, like, ignorant about it. And people should, like, I know, like, doc- there are definitely doctors who tell them, like, you know, stay home, don't leave your house, like, self-quarantine, but there are probably people who, like, haven't been told that and, like, don't know that, like, they have to do that, you know, so they were just, like, going out thinking nothing of it, but... It's just so crazy, like, seeing all of that. It's weird with the, like, environment change for us going from New York. Like, obviously, you live in the city, and I live in, like, the suburbs. 
but even like it's so much more strict up like in in new york in, in general, general in new yeah. york state like you can't go into grocery stores or any public like like any store or anything period without a face mask on and then we came to rhode island and it's kind of like yeah you have to wear a face mask but like we go into stores and we don't see people wearing them and it's kind of annoying and like for lauren and i it's especially important to be cautious of who we're being exposed to because she has like her parents are older and my brother is immunocompromised and so if like i brought anything back like it could affect him or even like i mean like my parents aren't even that old because like i'm 21 and my parents are like in their mid 50s but like lauren's parents are how old are your parents and they're like early 60s so like for them it's like even more serious like just being safe and like my mom even in new york like we live in the city so she has to take the train into work she goes into her office um two or three times a week and then works from home like the other days but on the day she has to go in like she has to take the subway in, and she said, like, the subways are pretty much empty now, and which is a good thing, but still it's scary going onto the subway, like, during all of this. I mean, now they started doing, like, deep cleanings every that, night, yeah. but who knows, like, how, like, they should have definitely started that way sooner, but mm-hmm. who knows, like, now if, how much longer that'll go on for. I feel like that should have been something that was started, like, when this all first yeah. happened. Not really, like, now after we're past the peak, which, I mean, it's still good to be safe, but... Should have definitely implemented that a little bit sooner. Yeah, I just think that, like, the actions that people are taking now should have been done months ago. And I remember it was kind of the beginning of our semester when the coronavirus, like, started becoming, like, a topic of conversation. And it was in the news, and I never really thought that it would make it. Yeah, I I didn't think that we would literally be in a pandemic. Like, it's just, it's really changed our lives, and it's something that we're going to, like, look back and we're going to remember it. Like, eventually, like, we as a society are going to get past this, and we're going to be able to move forward and, and resort back to our everyday lives. But it's just changed so many aspects of what we're able to do and, like, our limitations. And it's kind of, it reminds me of, um, like, in the movie Soul Surfer, this is, like, a really weird comparison, but, like, after she got her arm bitten off by the shark and the doctor came in and he said, like, there's very limited things that you're not going to be able to do. You're just going to have to do things differently, which is kind of, I feel like, what we're living in right now because there are are things that we can't do and there's things that we have to avoid, but there's just kind of, like, a new approach. It's kind of kind of just, like, a new era of, of doing things and just, like, being more cautious, but I think that it, it kind of took something like this to hit our, our society to show us, like, the ignorance of people and how people treat things and, like, the severity of it and, like, the information provided and what we do with it and how people react and, it's just, like, overall been a very, like, life-changing experience for everyone that's been involved and, it's made me appreciative for for my health and the fact that like I have access to healthcare, which like again I don't want to get political, but like I have access to healthcare if I needed testing and like treatment or anything, but I won't really go near a hospital right now I know. unless I was literally like actually dying. Like I had to go to the school health services today to get x rays for my hand, but like it just it makes you appreciate things and and look at things differently like my dad who usually travels a lot for work he's been home working from home and I'm able to see him more when I am at home but I've been in Rhode Island for the past two weeks now and it's kind of like changed everyone's lives because it's weird like I don't I'm not used to seeing him and now I'm seeing him all the time me too that was me when I went to New York like I stayed at I stayed home in New York for about like a little over a month um from spring break when this all happened at first and I was able to spend, like, a lot of time with my parents that I haven't been able to spend in a while because I've been, like, living in Rhode Island for the summers and working here, and just the longest I've been home since, like, the summer after my freshman year was probably, like, a month or so, and now, like, I was already home for a month and a half, and this summer I was planning on staying home for the first time in a while, and now it's, like, really nice to be able to see them since I normally don't get to see them as often, so it's kind of nice, like, in a way, like, it does have some kind of positive effect, sort of, but regardless everything does kind of suck but also too after 
this is all over, like, are we going to be wearing masks forever in public now? And, like, it's just crazy to see, like, what's going to happen and nobody knows, like, when we'll reopen and when things will get back to actual normal, if there ever will be the same old normal that we had before. I mean, I know somebody who was just in Florida, and they said all the bars and stuff are open down there, which is, like, crazy, and, like, restaurants are open. so weird to think about. With, like, limited seating, and it's just, like, what are their cases, like, down there? Like, are they keeping it under control, or is it just going to get worse, and then if people travel there, and just it potentially spreading again and having a second wave, like, definitely preventing a second wave is, like what we're all hoping for right now, but who knows, like, what's gonna happen. It's, like, supposed information, like, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical professional, but supposedly, like, the virus can't survive at temperatures, like, above, I think it's, like, 70 degrees or something, I can't remember, but, like, if people are sick and then they're traveling to these areas of warm weather that have been able to open and have, like, they have dining and bars open, but it's still limited, and they're, you know, like, crossing each other with their germs, then I think we're definitely going to have a second wave, so people just need to kind of, like, check themselves, and, like, Mm -hmm. if they actually want to do something about this, they need to just be in control of themselves, because that's, like, kind of something that I've had to think of throughout this, like, I can't get upset about what other people are doing, like, I can only control my own actions, and that was, true. like, a very big, like, thing that I had to kind of just, like, yeah. like, affirmation that I had to keep telling myself when I found out over spring break that, um, we wouldn't be returning to, back to, like, face-to-face classes at, at school, and it made me really upset, and I had my, my little mental breakdown, because I'm kind of, like, a little bit of a control freak in some aspects, like, I just... I like to be in control and, like, be able to control what's going on, and it's, like, kind of a toxic trait, but it's also, like, a good thing, especially when you have, have friends like mine and, and Lauren's and you, and people just don't, don't know what to do sometimes, like, I'm the mom and I'll tell everyone what to do, but I, I don't know what to do, and it's something that really, really scared me, and I had no control over what was going on, and that was something that, like, really increased my anxiety, and, Like, it just, it really shook me to my core, not being able to control the actions that other people were doing, and it really frustrated me, but then I just came to accept it, and I was like, you know what, I can't change this, I can't, like, do anything about it, I just have to deal with it. Yeah, and, like, the amount of people coming out of this who are going to have, like, PTSD, and who are going to end up having, like, depression and stuff like that from just being trapped at home all the time, like it's going to be so many things going on with mental health after this. And like, it's kind of really scary, like to think about, um, cause I'm not one to like, like I was never like diagnosed with depression or anything like that, but like, it's hard not to feel like the symptoms of depression when you're stuck at home and all the time. And like, there's nothing really to do. And like, you can't see your friends, like just being isolated. Like it makes everybody kind of feel alone. So it's just like taking those measures that you can to like, not feel alone, like, using things like FaceTime and Zoom, like, to keep in contact with, like, all of your friends and family is, like, really important, especially now more so than ever. Yeah, I did want to touch on the the mental health kind of aspect of this, because as a person who, like, I do suffer from anxiety, and I have, like, had depression in the past, like, this has really affected that part of my life, and it's made it a little bit worse, because, the anxiety that I have results from, like, being out of control and feeling out of control. Um, everything going yeah, on right now. I'll, I'll touch on that more in, like, a further episode. Like, I'm, it's, I'm, May is, like, mental, mental health awareness month, so I'll, I'll probably do an entire episode dedicated to just that, but, um, like, the fact that I was so out of control and, like, I didn't have a daily routine and, um, I think it's really affected mainly the college kids and, like, people our age because we're so used to being at school and having our kind of, like, nine-to-five routine. We get up, we go to class, we see our friends, we eat lunch with our friends, and then we come home and do our homework. It's really thrown everyone off, and it's increased a lot of people's anxieties, and, like, I completely understand that because as someone who suffers from anxiety, like, it really, it really hit me, like, it was just, it was, it was really bad for a couple of weeks, and I was at home, and I would just kind of lay in my room, which I do anyways when I'm here at my apartment, but 
like my roommates are respectful of knowing when I need my own space and my family like doesn't really understand that as well and so I would just kind of sit in my room at home with my door closed and it's kind of like being in a little bubble there in like a good way and I didn't have anyone like like no one would come in and bother me but then when they would come in and bother me it would just like make me really upset because it's already like a small space and there's five family members at my house right now and it was like just being they were popping my bubble when they would come into my room and it would make me really upset and my younger sister was getting bored a lot and she'd want to come and hang out with me and she's only a year younger than me so it's not like she's my my little like 10 year old sister who's annoying (laughs) but it just it really just made me appreciate like my alone time that I could have and it was like kind of gave me a a period of like self-reflection and like self like appreciation for like being mentally strong because there's definitely people that like can't I don't know like they can't cope as well during this and like people have had a lot of problems with their depression and anxiety which like I really feel for them and it's really unfortunate but you just kind of have to like ride the wave like there's there's nothing that you can really do except control yourself and like your own tendencies I feel like just keeping in mind like everything going on is like kind of out of your control and you as a person can only do so much and like collectively if we can all just do like as much as we can to like keep ourselves like socially distant and just stop the spread like doing the best that you can for yourself is like all you can really ask for it's just making sure that everybody else around you is doing that but that's not something that you can control it's just focusing on yourself at this time and like if people are going to be ignorant then people are going to be ignorant and that's on them and that's nothing that you could have done differently and just constantly reminding yourself that like you're doing all that you can and you should be proud of yourself for doing that and like there are people who aren't going to listen and protest about coronavirus not being a thing and then if it spreads that's their fault and there's nothing you could have done to like stop that like you're doing as much as you can and that's all you can ask for exactly and like as much as I have been giving our our university verbal grief about it and I've been joking and saying that Like, when I'm an alumni, like, if they ask me for money, I'm not donating a cent to them because they canceled my commencement. Like, they're taking measures to protect our health, and, like, I have to appreciate that. And And they're doing it with good reason. Like, they're not doing it for no reason. Like, it is, like, what they should be doing. Yeah. It was very upsetting to find out that commencement was going to be – we have virtual commencement next weekend, and then we have a supposed fall commencement, but, like, who even knows if that's going to be able to happen. So it's just kind of, like, appreciating the people who do care and do want to take the measures to protect not only themselves but also you is kind of all that matters. And you just have to focus on the good and just, you know. See the light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly, exactly. That's a really good way to put it. So whenever we return to the new normal, like, I don't know what it's going to be, like, how long we're going to be wearing masks in public, how long yeah. we're going to have to stand six feet apart from each other. It's it's definitely going to be a different world that we live in, but I think it's going to be really interesting, and there's going to be a lot of change happening when we do return to normal, quote-unquote, functioning society. But it's, it's just going to be an interesting, like, analysis of how we do that and I think it's just going to overall make people more aware of themselves and, like, what they do. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like, I mean, I know the situation sucks, but, like, just remembering, like, each person plays a role in this and just remembering, like, what you can do to, like, stop the spread and everything and, like, just hoping that things can get back to normal and that'll only happen as long as people continue to follow all of the guidelines that are put into place that's all that we can really do so yeah I mean those are just our thoughts on like what's going on because I feel like a lot of people have been talking about the coronavirus and like on a lot of podcasts I've heard them like touching on it and being like hey like it's week seven of the coronavirus quarantine like da 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 and there hasn't really been a lot of focus on like the college kids perspective on it and it's it's just kind of goes to show that like we're a very adaptable generation and you can throw us a curveball and we can do anything with it. So like that's basically my my mic yeah. drop there. Like we're a very <laughs> adaptable generation. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say about it? Not really. I mean just like I said, just looking forward to like once things get better again and just keeping in mind like 
oh, this sucks now, but, like, at the end of the day, like, things will get better, and just looking forward to when they will get better, and, like, honestly, for me, I know this sounds kind of bad, but, like, in a way, I kind of have to be narcissistic about it, because if I'm too, like, pessimistic, I guess, like, then I, or if I'm too optimistic, I have to be pessimistic, is what I'm saying, because, like, if I'm constantly optimistic, like, for me personally, then I just keep getting let down when it's, like, nope, we're not reopening, nope, we're not reopening, and just seeing, like, oh, May 15th, May 15th, but May 15th isn't actually going to happen, so, like, kind of just keeping myself level-headed, like, taking everything with a grain of salt in terms of, like, good news, just kind of, like, saying, like, okay, like, yes, this is our goal, but will we hit these goals? Like, maybe, maybe not, so not just constantly getting my hopes up over everything, like, just kind of taking it as they come, and, because if I get my hopes up too fast, then it's just kind of, like, I'll keep getting let down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, those are just, like, our thoughts on the, on the coronavirus right now, and we're, we're gonna move on, um, to the next section of our podcast, and we're just gonna talk about our summer plans, which I guess kind of relates to the coronavirus, but, um, we just have, like, different perspectives on it, because Lauren is, like, working in a pharmacy, and it's really, like, effed up my life, because my town, like, very much relies on the income of tourists during the summer like I'm not going to name my town but it's very popularized and it's like a big tourist town during the summer and like the fact that the restaurants are closed and like one of the biggest attractions in my town is not really going to be accessible to the outside people it's making me wonder like what am I going to do for work like where am I going to get a job because I could totally go and work at a grocery store which I mean, I might end up doing, but it's just, like, I'm not degrading anyone who works there, but it's just, like, that's not the plan that I have for myself when I graduate college. It just, like, it, it's, I think it would be a very humbling thing for me to be a college grad and going and working at, like, Target or, like, a local grocery store, but it would just kind of make me feel defeated, I think, and I wouldn't want to settle with that, but, I mean, we'll see what happens. All the summer camps in my town are going to be closed, so... Um, maybe I'll just babysit because I make a lot of money babysitting, but there's, there's also been discussion of summer school in New York state. I don't know if it's just New York state or all over the country, but because kids need to catch up. So I might also offer like, like tutoring and Mm -hmm. because I'm like a pretty proficient, like in my reading and writing skills, like those are definitely, I'm I'm not an English major. I was an English major at first, but I'm definitely pretty proficient in reading and writing and I don't really do math and science that's just that's just not something anyone in my family has ever been good at but um maybe I'll do that but and my my pool that I belong to is not going to open until at least July which I really hope it does because my birthday's in July oh my gosh my birthday was just like right before everything got crazy so we got really lucky to be able to celebrate my birthday um but like yeah for the summer I'm not just going to be working um community pharmacy and I was thinking of um doing some research um for volunteer over the summer with a hospital on like COVID research which would be really cool to do um to like kind of be more involved especially like at this time like I know like they need all the help they can get from different healthcare professionals so just being able to like use like what I've been learning in school and like being able to like be of service to people in this time is like something really important in our in the pharmacy profession so especially right now like being out on those front lines is pretty much what I'm, like, called to do as a pharmacist, so being able to use that to my ability is something that could work really well right now. You're my hero. (laughs) My healthcare hero. (laughs) My healthcare hero, but, yeah, it's just, it's going to be interesting, and also, like, I live in a, a location where I kind of have the freedom to, like, wander around my town and do more stuff because it's not as concentrated population-wise as Lauren is, so like I can go out and go to the park and do stuff as long as I'm being and practicing social distancing. Like I can be with like people kind of, but obviously from a distance. Like I haven't seen any of my friends who've been home. Um, I'm hoping to maybe see some of them because as long as everyone has been quarantined and they have like awareness and consciousness of like who they've been around, then. Like, I'm kind of okay with it, but I also just have to be aware of, like, my brother and him possibly, like, being exposed to it 
but like I, I can't spend all summer inside. It's really not good for you either. So I recommend that everyone goes out and tries to get a little bit of sunshine this summer. I know it's gonna be hard, but Gotta like keep those vitamin D levels up. You've got you've got two different kinds of people here. You've got me who lives in you know, like a suburban town, and then Lauren who lives in the city, so... Yeah. so it's definitely harder for, like, people where I am to go out, but, like, even just, like, sitting on your stoop or, like, sitting on, like, your rooftop, just... Getting some fresh air. Bit. Yeah, getting some fresh air and opening up the windows once it gets nice out, get some fresh air. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the last part of my podcast episode is going to be a little Q&A, and this is going to be different for every single episode... Um, once I get my Instagram up and running, I definitely want to have, um, like polls and questions that people want to ask me and stuff like that. So this week I just decided that Lauren and I would ask each other questions because, you know, there's, there was no other questions that I was, that that I would be able to come up with. So, um, the first question I'm going to do is what are you going to miss next year? Um, so for me, since we live together, um, so the things I'm going to miss the most are carpooling together. We used to carpool together every Tuesday to school, and that was really fun. And it was just, like, nice to have somebody to drive to school with and also helping lower all the different cars on the road and, like, reducing our, like, gas emissions and everything was kind of nice. Um, and getting ready to go out together because we share a bathroom. So, like, we always, like, straighten our hair together and, like, do our makeup together and, like, play a bunch of music. I pick out your outfit every week. Yeah, and helping pick out each other's outfits. And then we always made, like, trailers before we went out to different random songs. So that was fun. It was a lot of fun. That's, that's yeah, I'll definitely miss that. But, like, some of the things I'm going to miss are just, like, living with you because I'm going to be living with my parents and they're... I love True. them to death, but, like, they're just annoying sometimes. I'm sure everyone feels that. Like, I love my parents, but they just get a little annoying sometimes. And just, like, being around people, like, 24-7, kind of. Like, all the married couples who are now spending 24-7 together. Yeah, like, don't they get bored? Yeah. <laughs> like, you run out of things to do after just getting at home doing nothing, pretty much. I'm also going to miss cooking dinner together because we would always, like, make dinner and make, like, lunch together and sit and eat and kind of like a married couple in a way like yeah. we, would, we would make dinner and talk about our day and just like catch up because we we had zero classes together we would never see each other on campus so never. we would we kind of use that time to like talk to each other or like if I wasn't home and I had like my internship or something like then Lauren would cook by herself and vice versa so like having that together was nice um watching movies and drinking wine together was fun wine nights, we would always have wine nights, wine nights. Shout out Franzia, sponsor me. Oh, yeah. I I love Sunset Blush. Mm, it's Franzia is a go-to. It's it's definitely a go-to. Mm. We would just watch like stupid movies and just like have we would like start watching the movie and then like drink the wine and then we would have a heart to heart about stupid mm-hmm. stuff and I would just like I don't know, I would give her like a motivational speech for no reason or we would get like mm-hmm. in like really like deep conversations. Deep yeah. <laughs> and also like drug consulting each other because Lauren's like very like well versed in the in the drug world of pharmacy (laughs) the pharmacy aspect um and like I take a lot of different medications for my anxiety and she takes like some similar medications for um like her ADHD like difficulties that she's had and so it's kind of nice to like live with someone else who like understands like, the general concept, and, like, instead of having to, like, Google something something or, like, call my doctor, like, I could just ask her, but also, like, I feel like I've learned a lot about it, like, through yeah. you. Even and just, like, living with me. We kind of, like, bounce, like, back and forth off of each other, like, we'll ask each other, like, oh, do you do this, or, like, do you do this, because we yeah. take a lot of, like, the same things, yeah. and so, like, that's nice, and I'm gonna be home, and my parents are gonna th- just <laughs> think that I'm, like, crazy, because, like, Lauren will attest to this, like, you can totally tell when I have not taken my meds like I'm just either a raging biatch (laughs) or I'm so like disconnected from the world and I'm just like in my bed like exhausted all day so like that's something that's going to be hard to like transition to being at home with with my parents not understanding that but let's talk about our favorite memory to we're going to get into some memories so our favorite memories together. My favorite memory with Lauren was um, we had gone home to upstate New York one weekend. And I'm not going to mention, like, 
specific locations just because I don't want people knowing where I'm going. But Brody Jenner, um, Kendall Jenner's brother, if you don't know him, he's a DJ. He was DJing at um, uh, like a club kind yeah, of, I would say. Yeah. Bar. And I, I was like, I can get us, I can get us into the VIP section. Like I know the bouncers there. Like I got this. And so I got us in. And we, like, hung out all night, but granted, like, Brody Jenner had, like, security literally all around him, and he was just doing his thing, like, performing, and the person that he was DJing with, um, his name was Devin, he kept, like, coming, like, like, through, he would come through, like, go to the bathroom or get a drink or whatever, and, like, we took a couple selfies with him, and he, we were like, oh my god, like, he's so fun, and then eventually we were kind of like, okay, like, let's go somewhere else, because it was just getting, like... It was, like, dying down. Yeah. It was, like, after they, I think, stopped DJing. Yeah, and so we were, like, we went to go to a different club that um, a couple of my friends worked at because I wanted to see them, and um, I was only home for the weekend, so I wanted to see them and just, like, pop in and say hi. So we go in, and then as we're walking out, Brody Jenner is walking, like, down the stairs with we his whole like, entourage. We looked at each other, right. we were like, let's go. We're going back in. <laughs> and then we, like, went down with them, and the... D- the DJ Devin, his friend, or, like, remembered us and, like, invited us into his VIP section, so we're, like, in VIP with Brody Jenner, like... Like, it's so, casual, you know? Like, like so chilling. surreal. <laughs> like, I was just, like, kind of trying to talk to him. I could tell he, like, wasn't really feeling it, which, like, that's that's fine. Like, I just... I didn't want to treat him like he was a celebrity, which, like, maybe he, oh, yeah. maybe he didn't like, but I wasn't trying yeah. to be obnoxious at the same time because I didn't want to be, like, fangirling and obnoxious over him. <laughs> But, I mean, overall, it was a really fun night, and it's, when I tell people that we hung out with Brody Jenner, they're like, who is that? I know. And I'm like, But I feel uh, like so many people know them. And then we mentioned, like, oh, like, related to Kendall and Kylie Jenner, and they're like, oh. Yeah. It's it's funny, but it's it's a good memory, and it's it's definitely one of my favorites with Lauren, but there's too many to count, but that's definitely mm-hmm. in, like, my top five. <laughs> one of mine probably would have to be when we went um, to Foxwoods for my birthday, and we all, like, got hotel rooms, and we all just, like, went to the casino, and went to the bars, and the clubs there, and, like, all just hung out with, like, a bunch of our friends. It was so fun. We took so many pictures, and, like, it was, like, a nice, like, little did we know that it was the last time, really, that we'd be able to do anything big um, since corona started, but it was kind of nice, like having that as, like, our one last, like, big blowout fun thing that we all did together. Yeah. So I always look back on that night, and I'm like, oh, that was so fun. And we always my had so much My speech that I gave. Oh, yeah, Caroline did a little speech for my birthday. And we all, like, pre-gamed in our hotel, and then we all took the shuttle over. It was really, really nice. Fun. I will say, like, staying at the hotel we stayed at, it's, like, two minutes from Foxwoods, and they have a shuttle that runs until 2 a.m., and it's, like, every 30 minutes, I think. Yeah. So it was shuttling back and forth, like, to the hotel and Foxwoods, which was really nice for us because we were with, like, a big group of people, and so we could all, like, go, and, like, everyone could leave kind of as they, like, wanted to, but uh, I'll never be able to wear that dress again. Oh. Well, maybe another day. (laughs) I wore this, like, this hot pink dress from Shein that had, like, a cutout in the center, and Kim Kardashian had, like, a similar dress that she had worn, but it obviously was different. Like, she didn't get hers from Shein. Um, but I, like, when I went up to go do my speech for, for Lauren and our friend, I was like, don't excuse, don't, what did I say? I said, like, don't mess me up with, like, Kim Kardashian or, like, I can't remember, I'm trying to think of a word right now. Like, don't, oh, don't confuse me with Kim Kardashian. <laughs> like, we're not the same person, and everyone thought that was funny, so... So, yeah. Fun times. Let's talk about our funniest memory together. Or memories, I guess, because we have two. Um, so, my funniest memory with Lauren is when we went to go stay at the Borgata with a couple of our other friends. We were doing um, just a little, like, trip after finals ended in the fall. And it was kind of like our Christmas present, like, trip. Ex- like, we were doing our gift exchange to each other. And um, so, we got all dressed up and we went down. But this was on, like, a Thursday night, so there was absolutely nothing yeah. going on. So people were, like, playing table games, and we just, like, got dressed up and went down and kind of, like, hung out. We had a couple drinks, and then we all went back up to the room and changed into more, like, casual clothes. And um, Lauren and I didn't want to go play table games because I don't know how to, and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to spend money. And so we were just, like, sitting at the bar at one of the bars there. It was kind of more of, like, a sports bar, I guess, but it wasn't where the sports betting was because, like, people are going to 
probably be mad if I, like, mix <laughs> those up. It was, like, it was the one that was, like, right off of the table game, like, area, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, if people have been to the Borgata, <laughs> they know. And so there was, like, um, you could play the table, like, the card games, like, on an electronic screen in front of you sitting at the bar top. And the guy sitting to my left, he was an older gentleman, um, and he won... Did he win like twenty five hundred dollars or twenty five thousand dollars? No, it was definitely like twenty five hundred. I think it was twenty five hundred dollars, and he like so they came and they cashed him out, and like everyone in the room was so excited, and like this, I kind of like manipulated him a little bit here, <laughs> but he was like tip. He obviously goes there a lot because all the bartenders like knew who he was, and he's, like, giving them, like, 50s and 100s and, like, being super generous, and I looked at him, and I was like, what? You're not gonna give the the broke college girl any money? And he was like, okay, and he gave me $100. And that was, was really funny. It was really funny. <laughs> I was just so confused, because I was like, wait, he's actually gonna give you money? Like, oh my god. And like, then I kissed him on like the cheek. She said it like it's a joke. I was, like, like half joking. I was like, yeah. please give me money. Like, obviously, if he didn't give you money, like, whatever. But, like, she didn't expect him to actually give her that much, too. I was like, yes, we were like, please, All right. thank you. And then, so my, probably our funniest memory that I could think of would be, there was one morning when we were carpooling together, and we were, um, we both had class at 9.30, and, like, we usually leave, like, an hour before class so we could get, like, a good spot. And we both had our alarm set, and we kept, like, snoozing our alarms, and, like, usually I, like, am the one who wakes up, and if Caroline, like, doesn't wake up, like, I go in her room, and I'm like, hey, like, get up, we have to go to school, and then she'll wake up. And so I just kept snoozing mine, and then Caroline was snoozing hers, and then we woke up probably around, like, nine, and we were like, oh my god, we overslept, I'm and we both, to think like, of, like, the timeline. We both, like, ran out of our rooms at the same time, and, like, rushed getting ready so fast. And oh, because like, we would usually, we would usually leave at, like, 8, between 8.15 and 8.30. Yeah. To get to campus, and I think we both, yeah, we probably we both, both probably woke, woke up at, like, 8.30, like, yeah. around the time and we, we were, were like, supposed to leave. oh my god, and we got ready in, like, two minutes and left. Like, it was really funny, because I went into her room, and I was like, hey, Lauren, and <laughs> she was like, oh my god, we over, I was like, we overslept, and she was like, I thought that you were gonna wake me up, like, it was, it was we just, both were like, I thought you were gonna wake me up, yeah. no, I thought you were gonna wake me it up, was, it, it was really funny, so that was a fun time, um, so my question for you would be, what was the best day of your life, and why? Um, the best day of my life that, you know, I can probably recount up to this point of my 21 years on this earth is the day that I found out that I got into URI because I had like a very like atypical college application process because I was being recruited for a sport and I was sort of using that as my like golden ticket to getting into college because I didn't really have super great grades in high school but I worked really hard my senior year so I would have good enough grades that they could like use that as a justification to like the coaches were able to, like, help me get into URI, and so, like, I remember it, and there was, like, a lot of stuff that had gone on that day, like, my car died while I was leaving the parking lot, and then I was waiting for my mom to come pick me up to get to practice, and um, I got a text from the, the coach for the team that I was being recruited for, and she said, like, congratulations, you got into URI, and I literally started, like, bawling and, like, sobbing, like, it was such a big day for me because, like, everything had finally come together, and I was so relieved, and I was like, okay, now we can just chill the rest of senior year, but I didn't chill. I did very well. I got into URI, and here I am four years later, not on my sports team, though, because I had to quit from injuries, and I'm not an accident-prone person. Like, I just, I, I promise, like, I'm I don't get hurt that often. I'm pretty tough, but it was just, just unlucky. it was just, like, a collection of bad injuries that happened over, like, a couple years in my sport, and it's just, like, my body kind of physically was like, nah, we can't do this anymore, so that was okay, but, you know, everything happens for a reason, I wouldn't have been able to do a lot of the things that I, like, have gotten to do because I had so much free time, like, I was able to get a job while I was at school, I had a really, really cool internship, which I'll do an episode featuring, like, internships in college and, like, the best ways to get them, and, like, just overall kind of the the overarching like things and topic of <laughs> of internships but um so yeah that's that's the best day it was a fun day and then I went to practice and told my coach and he was really excited but that was that was that 
Um, so my question for you is, what is the, your favorite thing that I've ever cooked for you? Because I, I, I usually cook dinner around here, you know, I'm, I'm the housewife. I really liked, um, so in the fall when it was still like really nice out, we were able to grill outside and Caroline would always make these like grilled chicken and, um, it came out so good. Like, I don't know what you were marinating it with, but it came out so good. It was actually a really healthy meal too. Cause she would do like grilled chicken and then, she would put, like, broccoli, like, cut it up and put it on, like, a cookie sheet and then throw it in the oven. And it would be, like, roasted and, like, crispy. And then... And with, um, like, salt and the, um, garlic. The seasoning. And then we would do, um... We'd make a box of couscous and do that, too. So it was a really, like, balanced meal. We got, like, our veggies in, our carbs, and our protein from the chicken in. So it was, like, so good. Like, literally, I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. But that was, like, my favorite thing that you would make. Because, like, also, too, like, after we'd make it, it would feel, like super like we feel good about ourselves like knowing we yeah, clean. We weren't just eating eating like crappy meals like yeah. we've kind of been eating bad recently just because we're we're trying to not grocery shop because we're moving out in like a week and we've just been eating like random pasta yeah, macaroni and cheese and chicken cutlets it's kind of like the adult version, the of, like, adult chi- version. of chicken nuggets <laughs> of dino nuggets and mac and cheese but yeah that like that's my my go-to for cooking like if that's something I could lit. I think I made it like for five nights in a row at one yeah, point. It was so good. And it's let me tell you, it is the easiest meal to make. And so quick too. Like literally, like the chicken it probably takes really like quick. a half hour to make. And like the oven, like the broccoli, like that just takes longer. But like as long as you start that first, like everything will be done. At Thirty the same minute time. meals. <laughs> Rachel Ray. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, I hope that you guys were able to get a little bit of insight as to who I am as a person in this first episode. Obviously, it wasn't as, like, streamlined and scripted as I might have liked for it to be, but um, it's all a process, and things are going to improve as I move forward. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to try and get the Instagram page up and running, and in my next episode, I'll definitely give it a tag. But I hope you guys enjoyed listening. I hope that this was able to help you, whether you're a college student, you're in high school, a senior in high school, or even if you're like 25 years old and you just needed something, you know, lighthearted and obnoxious to listen to, like we were here. Mm -hmm. So um, I'll talk to you guys next week, and thank you for listening to Unfiltered.